0: Is ready or what? Is that motherfuckers ready or what? I don't think you are. I don't think so. Hey everybody, my name is Mike Oliver, and this is episode one of the Mouthing Off podcast. I am coming to you from inside my apartment, aka my studios. I created this podcast because I want people to hear my opinions. And I feel that my opinions align with many Americans and many people who are scared to have and say their opinions openly and to the public. So, just a little bit about me. I'm a normal guy who is a physical education teacher in the Bronx. I have a wife and two beautiful daughters, Brooke and Brielle, who I will bring up once in a while on this podcast. And there's Brooke right now. I have no political or... Ethical or financial or general agenda for this podcast. This is just my opinions on topics that I'll choose that are going on in the country. Some most of the time you'll hear about sports, but I will talk about other things. Um, every so often there will be guests on this podcast, and we will have some questions for them, and they will give you their opinions on what we are talking about. The first. Topic I want to talk about is the divisional weekend for the NFL. And then my second topic is going to be Trump's inauguration. So those two topics are the first two for Mouth and Off podcast. So let's start off with a recap of the games and what happened this weekend for the NFL divisional round. So the Falcons were the first game and they dominated the Seahawks. Now Matt Ryan got his first playoff win and they did a great job of putting the Seahawks defenders in space. And once that the receivers got these defenders in space, they were able to execute their moves and they were able to dominate them in the open field Daddy, and eventually score a bunch of touchdowns Daddy, and win the game. Earl can Thomas... You make a, can you make a ceiling? Earl Thomas... Not playing was a huge factor for this game. I believe if Earl Thomas was in this game, it would have been a much, much different game. But the number one thing that impacted this game was the Devin Hester punt return. That punt return was beautiful. They picked up Devin Hester off his couch. Guy was returning punts a little bit, doing here and there. Um... For the year in the year, but was not in the playoffs. He was able to be picked up. The Seahawks picked him up. Bang! Huge punt return in the first half. And it gets called back because of a holding call on the line of scrimmage. You know, it was kind of questionable, but not really. It was holding. It didn't really impact the play, but it could have. So he returns the punt. It brings them. Inside the red zone of Atlanta, holding call brings them all the way back down. About you know, so this is a huge play in this game. Next thing you know, bang safety. So after the safety, what happens is the Falcons get the ball, they come down, they kick a field goal, they stop the Seahawks, they score a touchdown before half, and before you know it, the game is over. The Seahawks could not come back from that one play in the first half. That was a huge turning point in the game. Second game, Patriots and Texans. 16 and a half, 17 points spread throughout the game. The game ends at 18. How does they know? Vegas is so funny. The line fluctuates all week to the line where who's going to take the Patriots? Ballsy people took them, okay? That's a lot of points, so people trying to bet other ways. They're over, so a lot of people took the Texans, okay? But in the end, the Patriots covered that 16-off and spread. This game, in my opinion, was god-awful, awful, Awful, okay? I fell asleep for it. Watched the replay of it the next day because it was just so bad, so I could fast-forward through the awfulness. The Patriots were sloppy even though Deion Lewis had three touchdowns. The Patriots win uh, puts them in their sixth straight conference championship. That's 30 playoff wins for the Patriots organization. They're tied for fourth with the Niners with 30 playoff wins. Green Bay has 33, Dallas has 34, and the Pittsburgh Steelers have 35 after yesterday. Same thing as Green Bay. Bill Belichick, he is the most winning coach ever. In the playoffs with 24 wins. Four in front of Tom Landry who has 20. Okay. The Texas offense had some chances. However, biggest play in the game was with 13 minutes to go down eight. The awful quarterback with that $72 million contract. That loser. Throws an interception. Gives the Pats the ball inside the red zone. They score and it was kaput done. See you later. It's over. Second best game of the weekend. The Steelers and the Chiefs. Kind of a barn burner till the end. The Steelers, I don't know what they were doing. Freaking six field goals. They can't score a touchdown. Ben the Rapist is going in. He has a beautiful run play called to Le'Veon Bell. And what do you know? He throws an interception because he wants to be Ben the Rapist and try to do everything himself. Ben, you're a loser. Stop throwing the ball and hand it off to Le'Veon let him run to that line. Stop. Boom, 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 Score touchdowns. Gotta love it. Okay? So, besides that, I think the Chiefs killed themselves on penalties, okay? The game was close to the end, but the Chiefs had no business being there. They were bums. All game, they were bums. Kelsey crying about the refs at the end of the game on that holding call on the Duke point conversion. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. But shut your face. You're not Gronkowski, you loser. Uh, so... I watched a Big Ben interview at the end. He said, give credit to their defense. Not good enough, but enough. You're right, Ben. Just enough to sneak by. You're going to need a little more next week. Okay? And let's now talk about the game of the week. The game of the week! The Packers and them boys. And all those Cowboy fans talking all week about winning. That Super Bowl. Guys, you got to beat the Packers before you get to the Super Bowl. You got to beat Atlanta before you get to the Super Bowl. Stop rushing it, you losers. You got that guy who's all over viral, uh, the internet, who's got his tap to the championship, the Super Bowl champions for this year. Hey, jerk off. You didn't win yet. What are you doing, you moron? But what a game. What a game. I thought it was going to be a blowout. Um... When it was, I forget the score, something 13, and the Packers are driving, but they're, they're running the ball. They're getting to third down, third and eight, third and seven, and they're not going for the gusto. They're trying to waste clock instead of throwing, throwing, throwing. Aaron throws that ball down, uh, throws it deep. His receiver doesn't go for the ball, and the white kid intercepts it, and that changed the whole game. For our viewing purposes, it was awesome. But I think the Packers could have put the end to that shit right there. But they didn't. And that let the Cowboys get back in the game. And like I said, it ended up being a great game for us to watch. Now, the Cowboys got away from what they're good at. And that's running the ball down people's throats in the first half. And they just stuck to throwing. And I think that's why they were so far behind. Luckily, the second half, they got back to Ezekiel, and Ezekiel Elliott was doing smash-mouth football, and you could see the Packers were tired at the end, and he was getting off nice chunks of yardage. That mixed in with the play action, set up for the big plays. <clears throat> and like I said in one of my Mouthing Off episodes of Facebook Live, Dak Prescott is the man. But, and that's a big but, he was second to the... God, Aaron Rodgers last night. Aaron, the God, Rodgers. This is pure asset. Aaron, the God, Rodgers with that throw at the end of the game was insane. Not only that, there was a play in the second half where the announcers, where Joe and Troy, those idiot loser fucks, And I'm pretty sure it was Joe Buck who said he was throwing the ball away. Now, this isn't the play at the end of the game. He was throwing the ball away. And it was a completed pass. Joe Buck, you're a fucking moron. Now, all of you who watched it know how the game ended. The Cowboys left too much time on the clock with that terrible play. Spiking the ball on first down. They leave Aaron 40 seconds. He even gets sacked. He makes a 35 or 38 yard pass to Jared Cook, who keeps his feet in. Boom, my man, Mason Crosby. Ice in his veins. He gets iced. Garrett ices him. Next, the final kick is curving left, curving right, curving left. Boom. Field goal is good. The Packers win, and we are moving on. I'm not a Green Bay Packer fan. I like the Buffalo Bills. They suck. But I like rooting for Aaron Rodgers because he's the man. Relax. That's all I got to say. That was awesome. This guy is the man. Okay. Now we got a brief 10-minute description and recap of the NFL. I'd like to get into... What I really want to talk about in this podcast, and that's the inauguration that's going to happen of Donald Trump on Friday, who is going to be our next president. Dead. He's going to be dead. What is he going to be? be? dead. Why is he going to be dead? Because he's not the boss. Okay, so that's my four-year-old, Brooke, who just chimed in and said Donald Trump is going to be dead. And that's what I'm talking about. She has no idea. What's going on? And she knows that Donald Trump is in for it. I'm actually worried about Friday. I think something is going to happen. Something is going to happen. I don't know what it's going to be, but there are some crazy people out there who have shown us that their hatred for Donald Trump. You got no, these people, you got these people in, in Chicago, these four thugs who take, who fool this poor kid into whatever, however they got him, I, I guarantee. They were like, oh, hey, buddy, come with us. You want to come hang out? Smoke some weed, chill. And then they brutalize him. You got people on TV saying it's not a hate crime because it's political issues. It can't be political. No, it's black on white. That's That's a hate crime. And no matter how you look at it, one person beating the piss. Four people beating the piss out of this white kid. Four blacks beating the piss out of one mentally disabled white person is a hate crime. Okay? It's crazy. It's crazy. So you got these people out there who are just nuts. And I think that Donald Trump better have the best security ever. He needs to be in that mobile. And protecting himself because it's going to get ugly. You know, they're planning these protests. I was reading an article before. And there's this one group, Disrupt J20, they're called. Hashtag Disrupt, capital J20. And they're advertising bold mobilization against the inauguration of Donald Trump. They're planning blockades. They're planning property damage. This is just one group who's outspoken about it. Imagine when all these people get together and they have this gang mentality and they're all going crazy in D.C. on Friday. How, how much destruction is going to be? Now, the, the, there's going to be 10,000 civil servants working Friday. Local police and members of the military are going to be together trying to keep a handle, uh, keep a lid on this. And the, the head of the, of the police department over there in D.C. said that they'll be able to handle it. And I hope they are because it's gonna be ugly. Uh, It's gonna be really, really ugly on Friday. And it's just scary to think about it. I really hope that everybody just peacefully protest, they're calm, they're chanting, they do whatever. Uh, And sorry, that was Peter Nasham. He's the chief of the Metropolitan Police. And he said that their security force will be able to handle all these planned protests. I really hope that they can because it's going to be crazy. So Friday, the inauguration will happen. Uh, there are some some performers who have said that they were going to perform and they backed out. So for instance, Toby Keith is going to go on. He he said he won't apologize for going and performing at the inauguration. But then there's Jennifer Holliday who's supposed to perform with Toby Keith. I don't even know who Jennifer Holiday is, to show you that much, you know. I guess she's a country singer, but she's a real bitch, I guess, because she said it was a lapse of judgment, and she doesn't want to, you know, she she will not perform with Toby Keith. Get out of here. Lapse of judgment? You're a freaking nut job, sweetheart. Just get out there and perform. Come on. Uh, there's other performers who are going to go on. Uh John Voight's gonna be there Jackie Avancho' The 16 year old runner up From America's Got Talent Three Doors Down uh, The B Street Band Which is a fake Bruce Springsteen band uh, Lee Greenwood Who is a Country singer The Piano Guys And there will be Lots and lots Of marching bands On Friday Now all these people Have to wait Be careful I'm not kidding They have to be careful because it's going to be crazy there on Friday, you know? One of my good friends is actually going to be there. Luckily, he has a work trip, and it's planned, and he's going to be there. I'm worried about his safety because I don't think there's going to be a terrorist attack, you know, but I do think that somebody's going to try to do something really stupid and really scary, um, and I hope that doesn't happen. So, a few other people who said they would not perform were Elton John, that loser fag boy, Kanye West, Andrea Pacelli, who cares about you, Andrea Pacelli, Kiss, Moby, Moby, (laughs) oh man, R. Kelly, R. Kelly, oh my god, R. Kelly, nobody cares, R. Kelly, Celine Dion, and Garth Brooks, all those people will not perform Friday. Why? Why? What has Trump done to you that's been so bad? Has he physically said something? I'm sorry, physically done something to you? No. No. Okay? It's just nuts. So Friday, we will have a new president. And I do hope that everything goes well on Friday. I'm going to be tuning in. I'll be at work. But I will be tuning in to watch what's going down. And I think it's going to be an interesting day. So I think that's going to wrap it up for the first ever Mouthing Off podcast. Uh, I tried to do my best here. You know, we're going to... Got some background noise here with my family. It's tough to uh, be alone when you have two little girls and a wife. And we live in an apartment with, you know... Can't really get much privacy. But look for the next couple of days for Mouthing Off episode 2, the podcast... And thanks for listening in. Take care. Brush your hair. Have a